Hello. Hello. Welcome to I Have a Strange Story Story Podcast. Podcast. Um, So this is the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And this is the podcast coming to you live from Austin, Texas in Colorado. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to say where you lived, so I just... Park Parker. Oh, okay. Colorado. <laughs> From Parker, Colorado. Um, and so we haven't done a live show in quite a while, so we're doing a live show and we're recording. Um, so welcome um, to the sanity, or the insanity, I guess. It is, it is insanity, because we don't yeah. know what we're doing quite yet, Oof. still. It's hard doing a live show, because you always think you're going to say something wrong or offensive, and then you do, and then you have to roll with it. <laughs> Publicly. You have to just ignore it like nothing <laughs> happened. Or you have to apologize or immediately be like, I shouldn't have said that. It's just a lot of pressure, everyone. But, but we like it here. a lot. Yeah, it's fun. Um, oh, joining me is Lily, who will probably mess up the show a little more. And then I also have Ruckus here, um, who is taking a nap, an old man nap. I've got, a, I've got a puppy. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's cute Sorry, my man. house is kind of a mess we just got back from camping that's awesome um, so yeah you have anything to talk about from your camping trip yeah 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 that's what we talked about we talked Do to you- each other five minutes before the show started and we talked about announcements <sighs> and stuff so it's all i know yeah so she doesn't know the story yet uh-uh. but so, yeah. I, do you have any announcements? Do you have anything that you want to talk about before I, I get into my part? Yeah, I don't think I have anything. I know it seems weird because it's been so long, but nope. Nothing. Okay. Mm-mm. Cool. Um, so, I've got a couple of things. The first thing I'm going to talk about is I did go camping last week, and that wasn't an announcement, but I had a weird thing <laughs> that I wanted to talk to you about that happened to yeah. me. Yeah. I have two weird things. Okay. So, I the first thing is um, the first night we stayed so we kind of split up our camping we we stayed in a cabin uh-huh. in estes park um a couple of nights and then we moved to chaffee county which is just like tent camping like you're okay. in the woods Ugh. camping yeah. okay so the first time so whenever i was in the cabin um they have a nice clean like outhouse kind of deal um and but you have to leave the cabin to go outside to go to the bathroom. And so okay. one night I got up and I was pretty sure Bruce had to go potty too. And so I took him to the bathroom. I took him out there with me. And while we were out there, I saw this this gray like orb of light. No. Yeah, and it was in the it forest? was in the forest and it's so fucking dark out there, you guys. And I it was had a, a gray orb of light. Yeah, I had a headlamp on. Okay. And um like and I looked nerd. over. <laughs> Dude, you'll want a headlamp. No, I you wouldn't want. do it. I wouldn't want one. Okay, keep going. <laughs> I know, but it looks stupid, right? But who cares? You're in the middle of nowhere, nobody sees you. So like I have this headlamp on and I'm shining it over there and all I see is this orb like going like this. Mm-mm. And I wasn't scared of it, like it wasn't emitting anything scary to me, but I was like, I don't want to I, I want to leave. I want to get out of this yeah. area because I'm afraid. And so I went to the bathroom. Uh-huh. And, like, my dog's like, I don't want to go in there. And I was like, you must. <laughs> and so I, like, shoved him in the bathroom with me. 
And I went to the bathroom, and I'm and just to let y'all know, I'm doing like super fucking positive reinforcement training, and this is like the one time I'm like, you have no choice, <laughs> you are coming inside with me. Um, but so like I went to the bathroom, and I was like, fuck, now I gotta go back outside, and this thing is still gonna be there. And so like I went outside, and I was looking, and I ran to the cabin. And I got in bed, and my husband's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Will you go out there with me? I'm like, fuck. What and the so, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't a skinwalker. Don't talk about them. I didn't even think about that. Isn't that funny? Like, that was the last thing from my mind was skinwalker. I was like, alien. But you know what I think I it was? I thought it was alien, too. So, the thing is, is like, I didn't feel scared about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was afraid of that thing. But what I had thought about is that it was a bear. And bears and wild animals probably scare me more than anything else in the woods besides somebody coming up to your camp and killing you. So there are bears in this area. And I was like, it was a fucking bear. My mind uh-huh. just went there. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it was actually an elk. Because like the next day, there was a shit ton of elk around our cabin it was so magical and beautiful but what does that have to do with the glowing sphere i think it was a, the eyes i think oh, it was shit. like the eye that i saw look at just, the explanation you came up with this is i mean if it was something paranormal that's so mm-hmm. cool yeah but i'm the way that it moved i'm pretty sure it was an animal so <laughs> whenever i Saul says bear witches <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say this. So okay. Rebecca has been trying to convince me that I not convince me, but she's been talking to me about psychic abilities and I'm questioning whether or not I have psychic abilities. And like, I just, I'm not on board. I don't think I do. Like I'll just have thoughts that something has happened. And then sometimes it has happened. And I'll tell you that there was one night that I was sitting here thinking about you and I said in my head that something had happened to you. What and I was, was I was very concerned. I started texting you the next day and I was like, hey, I'm concerned about you. So I'm trying to figure out if you know what day it was that that happened. The day that I start, I'll have to go back and look at my text messages. But I feel like it was Wednesday night or Tuesday night that I started texting you saying, hey, I'm worried. Because in my mind, something had happened to you. So, Tuesday, it, it wouldn't have been Tuesday, and Wednesday, no, none of that happened. That was probably around Sunday, sorry. I'm not psychic. No, I mean, I could have been feeling something, and you felt it. Who I had knows? a feeling my grandfather had passed moments before I got the call to tell me he had passed. Yeah, yeah, I think that soul has some psychic abilities. Yeah. Like whether like it it's there's so many different forms. It's not like knowing the future. It's just knowing something happened, yeah. which is what happens to Lindsay, and it sounds like what happens to Saul too. He just knows. Yeah, there was one incident like that recently. Sorry, that noise is my dog coughing. Um there was can you hear it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That means everyone else can. Um there was one incident that I had most recently where there was a person I used to work with and I was driving and I came to a stoplight and I just said out loud, so and so is she's dead. And then the next day someone texts me and they're like, Hey, I need to tell you something, you know, this person is dead and I was like, Oh my god. Um 
But anyways, but I didn't have any contact with the woman, no text messages, not on social media together, like nothing. It just hit me as I was driving and I said, she's dead. It's weird. But yeah, those things hit us at weird times. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where to put it. I don't know what to think about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just one of those things, one of those things in life, I guess. Anywho. Yeah. That's pretty scary. And the mm-hmm. explanation you have is true, but like, or it's, I can understand how it could have been an elk, but it's still pretty yeah. scary. Yeah. The second thing that happened to me was mm. at, maybe you did feel, maybe this was it actually now that I think about it. But the next thing that happened to me that I wanted to say was, so at the other campsite where we tent camped, mm-hmm. I was high I had taken a couple of edibles and smoked a joint. And, like, I know. I really like to test my limits. <laughs> Being outside. Uh-huh. I like to test my like my mind control. Uh-huh. And um, I was just looking up at the stars. I'm like, I'm ready for an alien encounter. Oh, I was Jesus just, Christ. I was like, I'm I can never do this. going camping with you ever. Yeah. I was like, I'm ready for this. Come on down, aliens. I'm ready for a good experience on a spaceship. And then, so I was looking up at the stars, and there was like a, there was like a tree in front of us, and I see this light come across the tree. And I was like, oh, I changed my mind. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was just a car passing by. Oh, no. You yeah. better not say that stuff anymore. There was the one time that Mike and I were in the mountains in Colorado. I think I told you about that. Uh-huh. He'd gotten up to go to the bathroom and I was laying there and I was like, I think I'm paralyzed. <laughs> I don't think I can move. And like, I was just laying there, like just kind of scared. And then a bright light came through and it was shining through. And I was like, holy fuck, it's aliens. I was like, the aliens are going to get us because we're on a remote mountain. They're going to get us. I'm so scared. And I just laid there and then I moved. I was like, okay, you're not frozen. And then I was like, Mike. <laughs> and it turns out that he'd gone in the bathroom and he turned on the light and there was like a crack in yeah. the, between the wall and the ceiling and that was the light shining through was from How the bathroom funny. yeah it oh wasn't even gosh. behind me i know um That's anywho funny. well mm-hmm. i'm glad that nothing happened yeah me too and but i was... won't go camping with you jb vamp can go camping with you i will not yeah come camping with me she we will can... invite yeah. that shit <laughs> She won't be like, aliens, come here. I'm going to bring my Ouija board next time. No, yeah. I'm not going with you. Yeah, JB Vamp's coming. So is Miranda. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is, uh, I feel kind of weird saying this, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. So, I, so I'm, I'm doing this creative, or I'm doing this writing thing right mm-hmm. now. And the goal is to have um, a graphic novel Um, but I'm also writing another novel at the same time. It's weird how this is kind of happening together, but I've just been getting so many, so much inspiration for both of these stories that I have to write them together. Uh And so what I wanted to talk to our listeners about, if this is something that you're interested in, I am trying, going to try to crowdfund this because the, the program, um, it costs money and it's, it's more than I have, (laughs) to spend it a month so anything would help but what i'm what i'm thinking about doing is um creating postcards for that have um like a simple design of my characters with just a thank you note and and um you know if those would be for like a dollar and that would just be a postcard for me with a little doodle on it um and then 
from there, like if you want a more involved drawing, that would be like five dollars. It would still be a postcard. Um, and then I'm, I would like to offer um, other things such as um, if you'd like a, a short story written about you, like 500 words or a um, or your original character. Um, I, you know, writing a story about that too, I'd be happy to do that. And so th I'm just going to come up with some ideas. I don't have the materials that I need yet. Definitely come on our show and promote it. Oh, thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's super um, cool, man. Yeah. Um, and so if um, I don't have the materials yet, they're coming to me. They're going to be here tomorrow, and I'm going to go ahead and start. And if anybody wants a postcard, like with a simple drawing, they're going to run from $1 to $5. Um, and if you want one, just let me know. You can send it to our I Have a Strange Story podcast Gmail email at gmail.com. Uh, you can send it through Instagram, and I'll get my um, personal email on there as well if you want to contact me that way. Or you can contact me through my personal um, Instagram. So, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. And once I get more details, I'll I'll uh, I'll put those out there as well. So it's very cool. It's very Thanks. exciting. I am very like this has been just going to go off on a tangent about my own life right now, but like this program is called the Forgot Forgotten Storytellers and it's a sh it's a small group there's only like 13 people and everybody in this group is incredible mm -hmm. and it's just been amazing to make connections and um and meet people and hear their ideas and then also like bounce ideas off of each other it's just been the uh, I've only been doing this for 15 days and it's just an amazing experience so yeah it's cool, man. Yeah. And the community that you have now, community means everything. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah, it, it does. It's very awesome. Thank you, everybody, for your support. I appreciate it. I'll get in touch with Greg, too. Thank you. So mm -hmm. I can't believe I didn't talk to him first and foremost because he has graphic novels out. That's so. true. Um, so that's all I have. Do you have anything? That was a long uh, opening. I don't have anything. Okay. I have done no, no self-improvement. Um, yes, you kidding. have. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I don't have anything like that. I think once I start one of the one of the schools I'm looking at, I'll probably say something, but I have nothing cool. as of now. Yeah, well, this is really exciting for Lindsay, too. I'm very proud of her for doing this. But we yeah. won't talk about it until you're ready. Yeah, I'll wait until I get like registered and everything. Okay, cool. More to come. But this is episode 125, so this is an oddie. It is an oddie, <laughs> just like me. Yep. <laughs> so I guess I'll go ahead and start. Okay, I'm excited because I want to see if our stories are related at all. Okay, cool. So um, this experiencer, um, she said that this started within the past two years after leaving a Christian cult. Um, she she just wanted to put in as, as far as a disclaimer goes that she has had a history of mental struggles, but is she's healing now. Mm -hmm. um, she's never been diagnosed with schizophrenia or had any auditory or visual hallucinations. Okay. So just to put that out there, um, that's her own experience. Um, but then she, she said that these experiences began when she, they lived in Mississippi. And her child claimed, um, since moving there, that the house was haunted. She said that things moved disembodied voices, um, often mimicking her own voice and her then-husband's voice. She saw shadow people, she saw orbs, and um, a lot of ghost cats. 
Okay. Which I like a lot. <laughs> which would actually make sense for, like, things moving, too, if you think about it. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whenever she moved, she thought, so this is going to take care of the problem. I'm just going to move away from that house, and everything's going to be fine. But, of course, that's not what happened. Um, she says she has a lot of experiences over the years, but this one kind of stands out the most, and it was witnessed by other people. So just a little bit of backstory. Before the pandemic, she moved into, um, she moved her small family to Washington to be with her family that was not part of this Christian cult. Um, and she says that things felt so good, like they had... Like, she was meant to be there. Like, this is her her place, and she felt safe. Um, and they lived with um, their fa- her family for several months um, while she was just getting back on her feet again. Mm-hmm. And her aunt and uncle were the people that she lived with. And they are a... They run a pagan community. And they have a lot of um, Celtic imagery and deities in their house that are from Ireland, Um, She said that their home is very spiritually active. As soon as she got there, she got poked in the butt. Oh! She she got touched by um, something that that touched the side of her head that was shaved. Um, And then she heard her name being called on more than one occasion in this house. Um, So, one day... Herself, her aunt, her uncle, and her, I love this, her husband. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. We're all in the living room about to watch television. And um, her child, Victory, was not in this room. They were in the library, which kind of doubled as the child's bedroom at the time. And, um, and it was in the other side of the house. So she was sitting down, and then she looked up in front of her, and she saw her child walking into the entry of the room um, to head into the kitchen. And they said they locked eyes, and she immediately knew that something was not right with Mm -hmm. this. (laughs) She said, for context, her child is in the autism spectrum, and so they don't like to make eye contact. And if they do make eye contact to de-escalate that sensation they act goofy and the child that she locked eyes with didn't smile didn't wave um and met her gaze stoically and then just continued onto the kitchen so she was like this is not right and then she was like well maybe um She said, oh, this is funny. She said she cannot overstate the not rightness she felt. And at first she thought there was something wrong. Her child was possibly upset, and they have been dealing with a lot of trauma um, that the cult caused. And so she was like, well, maybe there is some, like, her her child is upset, and that's why they're not making these normal, de-escalating, I don't know, movements. Yeah, Um, tactics. tactics thank you very much so um she got concerned she got up she called the child's name um just to see what was the matter and she said she had only been like two steps behind the kid and then she stepped into the kitchen with like words on her lips and nobody was there um and she called out to her child and her child answered her in the other side of the house Mm. in the library where the child had been in the very beginning 
um, and they had never left. So she went back into the living room and she asked if anyone else had seen the child walk by. Her aunt and uncle said yes, and her husband said he thought he had seen, um, but didn't really pay attention. So there was two witnesses that mm-hmm. saw the same thing. Yeah, um, she's. Go ahead, sorry. No, go on. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's a good old case of the doppelgangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good old-fashioned case of doppelgangers. Good old-fashioned. She said that since, since this event, she found out that she is sensitive to spirits, mm-hmm. um, to spirit energies, and this gift runs in the family. She knows that the spirit who took the form of her child did not do it maliciously. Um, they just wanted to be noticed. And I have a quote in her for from from this story, and she says, "In fact, most um, great. I can't read my my handwriting. In fact, yeah. most entities, uh, most something from spirits seem to be this, and I have come to accept that they are around me and my family, um, even after moving into their new apartment. So mm-hmm. I think what my what the thing was supposed to say was like she just feels like spirits and entities just want to be noticed and it doesn't have to be in a mean or malicious way so i appreciate that yeah 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 and um i i didn't really do a whole lot of research i kind of feel like she she knows what this is that it was that it was just a spirit that wanted attention it wasn't for any malicious reasons but then also like um I don't know a whole lot about the pagan community, and I think paganism is a religion, right? Mm, anybody I'm help not me the out right here? person to ask. I, I, I'm not sure, but I think that they have like rituals and um, a way of life that okay. that they follow rules for. So to me, that kind of sounds more like a religion, but I might be wrong. Um, so I think that that is also incorporated into their into their religion you know being able to communicate with spirits to see them is something that is not uncommon it's actually not uncommon for um for uh, people that live in ireland and scotland and england either like spirits is just a way of life yeah it's very much over there especially in scotland and ireland it's just very much incorporated into everyday life Mm -hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. there's one thing that I found that was kind of cute that related a little bit to the story is that in Ireland they have ghost they have house ghosts and mm-hmm. they're just spirits that live with you and they take on a lot of different forms and one is a is um, or they they take the form of like a rat a cat or a black dog mm-hmm. so that makes that kind of makes me think of you know whenever she's talking about seeing ghost cats that yeah. this is just a house spirit and it needed to be noticed or they wanted to be noticed. Bless it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, they make a lot of noise at night, and they live in the ceilings. They pull blankets off of, of your feet, um, and they remain friendly if treated well. And um, if if made angry, they'll become malevolent. Um, and so I think that just goes along with, like, being respectful. Mm-hmm. And, and Ireland and Irish people are like, yeah, duh. <laughs> They're all around us. Just be cool. They're not going to fuck with you. Yeah, just be fucking nice, man. Just be nice. Exactly. Um, Another thing that I wanted to mention in here, which I think is um, something that I I think that you and I have been working on, is that she 
this experiencer has come from a traumatic um, event in her life that she's mm-hmm. trying to to heal from and recover from. Mm-hmm. And I know that healing trauma does unlock different either psychic abilities or um, just um, things that brought you joy in the past that you forgot about or that you didn't realize that you remembered that you love to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I think that that it, it, I think that it's, it's, it's a good sign, obviously that she got out of this Christian cult mm-hmm. and she's healing and she's also accepting these abilities that she has. And they're not like, I just feel like if she, I mean, obviously if she stayed in the cult, she never either would have unlocked them or if she had them, she would have been, shunned by the community kicked out beaten i mean i don't know maybe physically hurt or something like that dang yeah fucking life and trauma man i know dude it's got has so much power over us for so long just it does work through that and it invites other things to come into our life to to mess with us and kind of make the situation worse it's very Mm -hmm. weird yeah it is weird it is just like it just made me think of because what I'm trying to do in my life right now is, is instead of thinking like how, what else could go wrong? I think of like, how could this get even better? Yeah, you do too. <laughs> no, well, what I think I think it's the end of the world. That's how it's going to get worse. Oh, <laughs> with, okay. With everything that's happening, like I think society is going to crumble. I really do, and I think that like the environment is deteriorating it's getting worse and especially with the we did a like a practice bomb under water in the ocean and ever since then we've had all of these fires all this floods like everything but i personally think and then we have oh gosh i sound i never thought i'd be this i never thought i'd be saying this stuff but here i am and on top of that we have a race to space right Mm mm-hmm and we have um, now leisurely trips into space that rich people can pay for. I kind of feel like we have an Elysium on our hands that's unfolding. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Mars is going to be established. I think Elon Musk is going to do all that shit. And I feel like all the rich people are going to leave this world because this world we have killed. It's only a matter of time before this Earth is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, scientifically because of what's being done to it right and then maybe the aliens will come down and give us tools uh so that we can live (laughs) or maybe the aliens will come i was talking to mike about this last night maybe the aliens will come and take us to their world and maybe we'll go live with them instead maybe right it's the 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 possibilities are endless (laughs) what's gonna happen to all of us yeah (laughs) but it's it's just a lot that's happening right now. But I was even thinking to other times when there was a lot that was happening. Like I was watching some documentaries on like Vietnam and then everything happening um, during Vietnam. And uh, there was a lot and people probably felt like society was crumbling and the world was ending during that time too. And that's kind of how it feels now. It's just so, so complicated with everything else. The virus that's killing so many people. And apparently Texas, we just don't care. <laughs> I mean, we don't have ICU beds. They're all taken up. Like if we were, if I was in a car accident, there'd be nowhere for me to go. They, we don't have beds available. And then God. Abbott won't, sorry, political tangent. Never mind. Anyways, that's what I think <laughs> is happening. That's how it's going to get worse. But the aliens may save us. Fingers crossed. 
Or we and can maybe, save ourselves. Maybe the aliens already saved us some time ago. And maybe they already gave us tools on how to live. And now we've ruined it again. I don't know. I just... I, I mean, if we think of that, I like... Yeah, we can think of that, that we, mm-hmm. but we just don't ever know either. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm really just, I mean, when you sit and think about all the, po- I mean, there's all these possibilities we don't know. And so like, it's just, it is what it is. It's whatever. Yeah. But that's what I think. That's how it could get worse. If you wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything that you want to talk about in this, uh, about my story or do you want to start your story? I think what I was thinking about with your story, because originally I was thinking it was um, for sure doppelganger-ish, but what you were talking about, about having a spirit house, like I have heard of that before and it's, I've heard about it, especially with like fairies and everything. Fairies, we just have, you have fairies and elves in Scotland and it is what it is and people don't question it and people Mm -hmm. don't make fun of it. Like it's a different culture and it's very accepted there. And so I can definitely see that happening here as well too and I think there's a good chance that that's what it was. It's um, very creepy. Yeah. I think, um, like, yeah, being faced with seeing your child's doppelganger and just knowing. You know what? This this is an interesting story, though, is that she followed the doppelganger and didn't die. Well, she wouldn't. Only her daughter would. I see what you mean. Only if the kid and and the doppelganger came face to face would it be like the a d- destruction of the world. I mean, the world would come to an end. But um, if it's not a true doppelganger, then it, that's not the case. Yeah. You, and it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it was like a one time thing, and it was attention seeking. I can clearly see that. Yeah. Um, it's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to hear the other um, experiences that they've that they've had. And our stories are a little related, but not totally. Oh, okay. But kind of. I had, I stayed in the going back, we're going back to school theme, right? Because okay. it's, it's school time and we're going to start school soon. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe I can find some stories on like haunted schools. And the first thing that came up when I was looking for it was actually West Point. And West Point is haunted. So West Point is um, like a university that's established uh, for for individuals who um, are wanting to go into the military. And it's a Mm -hmm. four-year, you know, university. And typically, whenever you graduate, you become a general or something like that. And then you go into the military, I think, for like five years following that. So it's kind of like you, it's whenever you want to sign up for the military, but you get bumped up real quick because you get your degree and you get all this really great training from West Point. And it's where like all the best of the best, like generals and everything are supposed to come from. So like during the civil war, um, Mike was telling me about this, all the generals that fought in the civil war, they all fucking went to school together at West Point. Oh, they all knew each other. Damn. Isn't that crazy? So when the North is fighting the South, they knew each other intimately. And there was, in fact, I forget which state this person was from, but he was from um, a southern state. And then Union was like, please, we want you to come be our general. And he refused. He was like, I'm sorry, I'm from the south. I'm going to fight for the south. It's very Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, But that's where they'd pull their bucket of generals from, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And so 
West Point was established in 1802, FYI. So there's barracks. So the cadets go there. They all stay there. It's like a college, right? They have dorms. And so the first story was in 1972. And so in 1972, the academy started to get like a ton of attention because there were all these stories being released and a bunch of mediums were going to the, the, the university or the academy to check it out. Um, and so it started because one individual came forward and he was talking about his room, which is room 4714. And at 2 a.m., he and his roommate were asleep and he woke up to this tall man who was standing in between him and his closet, just staring at him. And all that was coming out of his eyes was just light. Light was just shining out of this this. Um, things eyes just staring at him and he woke up and just started screaming whenever he saw it and the room was freezing and as soon as he started screaming his roommate walked woke up he looked over but he didn't see anything but he confirmed he was like the room was freezing like absolutely very uncomfortable so this is in 72 right and so because of all this stuff happening sorry my cat's in my lap and i can't really put my book in front of me (laughs) um Oh, and so what the ghost looked like, he was middle-aged, and he was in the un- a uniform from, like, the 1830s. Um, he had a musket, and he had a hat on. He had a handlebar mustache. <laughs> nice. That was popular. Isn't that crazy how yeah. fashion is cyclical? Um, and he was actually called the pusher. That's what the campus started to label him as, that ghost. They called him the pusher whenever they saw him. And they called it because of the ice-cold presence that was forced with him whenever he arrived, wherever he was. Um, and a lot of people also said that whenever they saw this ghost, they would be immobile, like they couldn't move. Mm-hmm. They would be frozen in fear when they saw him. So the pusher appeared a second time in an area that was called the Bureau. Um, and it sounds like to me, like it was an open area and, um, there were a bunch of cadets that were out there hanging out and he just, the pusher just walked out in the middle of all of them and all the cadets started to scream. They started to grab each other. And if they had rosaries, they started saying rosaries. Like they were genuinely scared of this guy that came out. So this is in room 4714 where it originated. Um, it's no longer uh, a place where people can sleep where this originally happened, um, they converted it into a study and they actually had an exorcism in the room. God damn. So this, this military Academy had an exorcism in a room because of the activity in it. Isn't that kind of crazy how these like paths collide? So there's been no account since the exorcism. And so they're under the impression that the exorcism worked and that's what was needed. So there's, there's so many variables as to what could have happened, but you know, that's that story. So there's two permanent ghosts that are still on campus today. And, um, they they both had to do with the superintendent's home. So usually on big campuses, the superintendent will like live there. They have a home there. Um, and so this is also in 1972 and guess what else happens during this time frame? Eric and Lorraine Warren go to do investigations of the paranormal activity on the campus. Did you know that? Oh, no. Isn't it crazy? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So uh, Lorraine, she did a psychic investigation and she went to the superintendent's home and she confirmed, she was like, there are people living here from all other dimensions. She was like, they're all over the place living here right now. Um, And she said, 
she gave descriptions of the spirits and of the energy of the folks who she thought were there in the room. And the superintendent of the time, like wrote down all this information and he took it to the librarian and he was like, Hey, do research on these people, see if they existed. Um, and so one of the people she described was a ghost named Molly. Um, and Molly was an Irish cook. And, uh, what she would do with people is she would like rest, like rustle their sheets to like wake them up. And then she would knock wine bottles down on the ground in the kitchen. And she was described as like not mean um, or aggressive. She just wanted some attention. And so she did those things for attention Um, in which they confirmed that there was really this woman named Molly who was a cook. And the librarian confirmed that. And the librarian confirmed one other person. It was a black man um, named Greer. Um, And he would move objects around in the home. And she spoke to him. And she spoke about him and she said that he was very upset about a murder that he had committed, that he was very troubled by it. Um, And then when I think while she was staying there or somebody else was staying there, they found a wallet from another soldier in between the, the wall and the bed that just showed up. Um, and the, the guy had been missing the wallet. So it, it looked a little weird. Um, but the, this man named Greer, he was tall, he was slender, he had a gray uniform. Um, the librarian found him. Um, she looked into him and had found that there was a black man who had, who had um, been enlisted there. Um, he was a criminal that he had actually um, gone AWOL and had left the military. They found him. They brought him back. He had to do military prison and all that stuff. Um, and he was upset because he had killed somebody. But he mm. actually didn't serve his full t- sentence because they decided that he was um, psychotic. And so oh. he didn't end up serving his sentence there. But he was stuck there. His spirit was. Yeah. Um, And so one of the other spirits that are on campus um, is this lady, and they didn't give her name, but they call her the lady. Um, So she was a young wife in the 1920s to one of the, um, what are they called, professors that were there. And while she was there, she became really sick. And so her mother came to take care of her on campus while she was there. And unfortunately, allegedly, the mother and her husband started to have an affair and she was bedridden. The daughter was bedridden and couldn't interact with them and begged her husband, please don't marry my mother. And then as soon as she died, he married the mother. So allegedly her spirit is still there and she's angry. Um, and she, she does a lot of angry, like anger driven things like, uh, knocking over furniture, turning things upside down, that type of thing. And um, finally, in the 50s, the room was sealed off because mm-hmm. it was determined that it was so haunted. And there were even children who had to, had to stay in that room. And there was one child that, had, um, that woke her parents up because she was talking. And when they went in the room, she was talking to nobody. And they were like, who are you talking to? And she was like, the lady. Um <laughs> So, like, that's where it kind of comes from. But they, they opened the room back up, apparently, and it's not sealed off any longer. But they didn't do anything to the room. They didn't have an exorcism or anything like that. So, I don't know what's going on with that room right now. Mm. Um, and then a part of me, I was like, there's so much to learn about military history. Like, I have a degree in history, but I never really focused on military. And right. It is so interesting because I was even like 1830s, like what kind of a war was going on that someone would have a uniform? And then um, 
my boyfriend is really into military history and he was explaining, he was like, well, we've always had a military. We just didn't have a ton of people. So like they would have had uniforms then like they, they may have really had that. But then I was going through and I was looking at all of the wars. Like I was looking at us history and like wars. So if the Academy was established in 1802, the only war before that would have been the American revolution in 1775. Hmm. After that, all the other wars hit it, like all of them. There's the Texas Revolution, the Civil War, the Bleeding Kansas, the Spanish-American War, the Texas Revolution, World War One, World War II, the Cold War, Korean War, Vietnam. I mean, and you think of how close all of these are together. We haven't had a, a breath of blood, like, not being shed <laughs> Like this land, oh my God, it's just nuts. I'm not even making sense. I'm just saying words and then they're strung together. But <laughs> anywho, <laughs> so I imagine there's a lot of trauma that's associated with the military academy. And sometimes I think that, you know, their spirits get stuck there. Definitely. And they can't leave because of all the trauma that was caused and inflicted by them, um, by what they'd been through. But there's a lot of trauma here. There's a lot of trauma in the U.S., I don't know. It's just pretty mind-boggling. The the trauma that goes into war and then how we treat these folks. It's just so unfortunate. Yeah. Anyways. That was my story. That's a good story. Yeah. Did you hear that thunder? Yes. Yeah. That was like perfect timing. <laughs> That's kind of creepy. That's cool. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Anywho... So that's my back to school story. <laughs> Welcome back, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, and I know that I've done another, I did haunted campuses before. I don't remember which episode it is, but if you're interested, we do have an episode on haunted campuses um, across the U.S. They're like the top 10 most haunted campuses, I think is what I did. Okay. Universities. Yeah. It's a while ago. It's about a year yeah. ago. We'll have to look into that and see if we can find a mm -hmm. episode and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'm actually in this. This is a little teaser. Uh, I'm actually thinking of doing a history podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah, but That'd I may awesome. focus. Yeah, I'll probably focus more on women in history because we've st strategically left women out of history, which perpetuates the idea that women don't contribute the same amount that men do, but in, in, in factuality we do, but it's not represented that way in history. Maybe it is now because so much has changed over the years, but when we grow up, that's not, women were not included in history. It was all men. And if it was women, it was just somebody that they would throw in there and be like, look, here's one woman who fought in the civil war. But in fact, there was way more women that fought in the civil war. And then there was the women who were nurses and what they endeared and everything. So yeah. anywho, I'm considering it. That'd be, I think that that would be a good podcast to listen to. Yeah. Mike and I have been wanting to do it together. Um, so we'll see. Cool. Well, thanks for that story. You're welcome. I that also went on a tangent about how the world was going to end and aliens were going to come get us. The rich people are going to leave us all behind everybody. <laughs> We don't need the rich people. Can you believe I'm saying this kind of stuff now? You never would have thought it. Who would have thunk it? Nobody. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> I 
think that's all I have. I feel a little Debbie Downer now. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay, Lindsay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's all I have. Did you have anything else? Um, I don't at this time. Okay. Well, I mean, if somebody would like for us to share one of your personal stories or if you know another story um, that you think would be cool for the show, then you can send that to us at I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com and we'll be more than happy to share it with everybody. Yes. And subscribe, subscribe, rate and review us. If you give us a review, please give us a nice one. Mm -hmm. Take a snapshot of it and send it to our email address with your physical mailing address and we will mail you some stickers. If you just want some stickers, get in touch with us and we can mail you some of those out as well. Um, and I think that's it. I Thank you for joining too. us today. Yeah, thanks for joining us live today. We missed everybody and it was nice uh, to break it up and, and get back into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess until next time. Bye. Bye.